I would like to address something. Please do. Something that um, was pointed out to me via email. And Instagram. And Instagram, um, which I didn't know about until just a minute ago. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about... What were we even talking about? Which the Great American was that? Read. The Great American Read. Um, and there was a book on there that you said that you wanted to read that yes. had always been recommended to you. And by the way, still extremely recommended. I've never gotten so much feedback wow. from an episode on a particular title, like telling me you must read Interesting. Rebecca. Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Yes. And I said, I don't want to read that because I hate the 18th century. Yes. It's pointed out to me several times now <laughs> that that book is not from the 18th century. It's from the 20th century. Yes. I'm sorry I didn't correct you in person. I think people okay. forget that we're just like, we're just talking. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking of a completely different novel, <laughs> Clarissa. By Samuel Richardson, because do you know how many books there are from the 18th century that's just a woman's first name? There are a lot, what was and I don't want to read any of them. Clarissa. That explains it all. I can't believe <laughs> I helped you set that up. I am livid. I am so mad about that joke. <laughs> no, you're not. You are proud of yourself. I'm so proud. Ugh, disgusting. Anyway... <laughs> Um, thank you for pointing out this factual error. Um, <laughs> we, we do everything live. <laughs> we honestly don't prepare a whole lot. <laughs> what you hear is literally, like, we have, I think I have a post-it note sometimes that mm -hmm. says, like, the titles we're going to talk about. Yep. That's and, about it. And look, look, my degrees are in medieval literature. I don't know anything that was published after, like, 1450. Really? Again, it's probably my fault. I probably should have said. I'm really not processing while we're talking. And who cares? I'm pretty much know? blacked out while we do this. So. And so, my B, I'm still not going to read it. I am, though, everybody. So, cal so like, don't worry. I was going to say calm down. But, like, don't worry. I'm going to read this. But I'm going to wait until October. But, yeah, no. Until somebody emailed us, I, I had no idea. I just assumed. Assumed it was Clarissa. I assumed it was Clarissa and that they were the same book. <laughs> They're different. <laughs> They're different. And now I know. There you go. And knowing. The more you know. Is half the battle. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to episode 176 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and there is hair everywhere. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Did you know hair did not win the Tony? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Like a long time ago? Yeah. Interesting. Because I just watched the Tony Awards right. this week. And Cursed Child won everything. No. Well, Cursed Child won a lot of things. And then something about... It, I'm the band. It's the band. It's I don't a, even know. Well, anyway, they it won a lot and made me interested in that production. Um, I wanted Mean Girls to win mm, things. But yeah. what are you going to do? Did you see Tina Fey on SNL a couple weeks ago? I missed it. Okay. Um, it's on the NBC app. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I need to watch it. Um, that's where I watched it. And you know, it's, a, it's honestly a fairly lackluster episode. But yeah. there's a sketch where she's essentially like auditioning to be in the Mean Girls musical. Okay. It's pretty funny. I'll go back and watch it. I just watched her... Are you keeping up with the David Letterman no. um, show? So I 
I got some thoughts on David Letterman, but um, I have been watching his Netflix show because mm-hmm. I really like long form interviews. Like is it that. weekly? I can't Something tell like that, that it's weekly. I wonder if it's every couple of weeks okay. they put out a new one. So he interviewed Obama. Mm-hmm. He's interviewed Jay Z, mm-hmm. Malala, and then yeah, I just watched along with Tina Fey, and it was really interesting. Interesting. Um, I like Tina Fey because I think she's really thoughtful about what she mm-hmm. does and reflects back and tries to figure out how to be better. I don't yeah. know. I really like her. Yeah. Um, but I digress. We all digress. It has nothing. That has nothing to do with anything. No, we're just chatting. <laughs> It's a thing that people like that we do. Um, so, um, whatever. Yeah. It's summertime. It is summertime. Do you read in the summer? <laughs> um, normally, I love reading in the summer. It's my, like, a few weeks of time off. I like to just sit on my porch, even though it's very hot, but I've got a fan. Do you have a ceiling fan? I have a ceiling fan on the porch, yeah. I'm jealous of you. I Because I sat on my porch yesterday and read, and that is where I prefer to read, mm-hmm. but I don't have a ceiling fan. Mm. I'm about to have to get my oscillating fan, mm. super, super classy, out from the attic uh, so I've that I can it, breathe out I've there. said it many times on the show before. I love reading outside. Mm-hmm. It's Me my too. favorite kind of reading. The summer of 2010, I think I spent entirely on my parents' back porch mm-hmm. just reading. I read so many books that summer. It's delightful. That was eight years ago now. And a lot happens in eight years. So much. And a lot. one of the things I talked about with Ann Bogle was when you read for a living, how does reading change? And mm-hmm. you and I have talked about that a lot oh, on the podcast, lot, yeah. too. Um, That's half the theme of our show. Yeah. But summer makes me want to read what I want to read yeah. and not maybe what is required of me. Right. No, me too, which is a really dangerous thing right now. Yeah. Because um, I need to spend every spare moment I have reading research and writing my dissertation. Instead, I'm reading um, Kitchen Confidential because Anthony Bourdain just died. Ugh. Um, he can write. I mean, that book came out 20 years ago. Yeah. And so, like, he got better mm-hmm. with age, but, like... That's not surprising he to can, me. He can write. I think he and was he's, in... Like Tina Fey, a very reflective guy who's like, I read a tweet from him, or that somebody, like, a quote maybe that somebody excerpted on Twitter after he died, um, that was like, I fear every day that I enabled so much kitchen meathead culture with that book, because I was writing fairly, like, uncritically about, like, my early experiences in a restaurant and how I thought about it when I was 19, Mm -hmm. and not really giving (laughs) much thought to that, Mm -hmm. and like... I don't support it. It is bad, and, like, it was good for me at the time, but, like, there's lots of terrible things that happen, and I wonder how much I influence that. Which is why it's always important to read... Uh, you don't... I don't know. It's always important to read knowing that an author comes from a specific place right. and with a specific worldview, right. and that could change over time. Right. Uh, and good for him for acknowledging, like, who we are at 19... And 2025, like, that's not who we are later. No, I mean, hopefully we're growing or changing. Actually, interestingly, Karen White and I talked about this a little Mm bit um, because the... Her new book, and you can listen to the interview on Patreon. Yeah, that should be going live today. Good. Um, So her new book... Um, kind of takes some characters and shows them both in their youth during, like, the Mm -hmm. 1950s and then shows them as older women. And... I appreciated that because you got to see that people grow and evolve, and maybe mm-hmm. you don't change completely, right. but you're still a kernel of your being. Sure, right? but you change a little bit, and good for Anthony Bourdain for being able to realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I hope we all are that reflective. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, let's all at least take that lesson, right? Yeah. 
Um, so today we want to talk about some new books coming out this summer that we're excited about. Yes. Um, and that's why, I was going to say, that's why this was hard, though. Yeah. This was actually a hard episode for me to come up with books about, um, is, for. Is this a slow year? For books. Because, like, I I feel like just trying to come up with, with stuff for shelf subscription, I don't know. Just trying to come up with things for shelf subscription has been really hard for me. So, shelf subscriptions have not been hard until now. I think mm-hmm. July and Yeah, July August, and August, I have no idea. Yeah, I think July and August are really tough. Kate I need, and I already... I need that now. It, yeah, Kate, uh, Kate and I already kind of had to compromise. Like, she's picked a book for July, and now I, I actually... You're right. Looking at today's date, I need to go read a book to yeah. see if it fits for July. July and August, I think, are just slow publisher, slow months. publisher months. Now, I do think publishers are putting out, and we'll talk about this a little bit. June was a good month. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, there there came out in June. Um, Lauren Groff's new book came out. Yes, in June. Yeah. I thought we could talk about some of those. July it just feels like it's slower. Except you do get, I think you do see an influx in thrillers mm-hmm. and suspense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I find summer. If you're reading new lit, new mm-hmm. literature, I think it's harder to come up with what to read. Yeah. Um, but I thought we could start with June. Yeah, let's talk about June. Because there are a lot of good things out right now. And it is still June. Yes. So why don't you... Can you tell us a little bit about There There since yeah. it was your shelf subscription? Um, so There There is a debut novel from Native American author Tommy Orange. Um it's told from many different perspectives. You might even call it like a novel in stories. It's like short stories that are all interlinked, okay. interrelated, um, about a group of people, not even like a distinct group, but different people who are going to this um, like Native American gathering. Okay. Um, and it kind of it revisits a lot of um, American history from a different perspective. Hmm. Um, so let's actually like focus on some of these displaced indigenous peoples um, and the horrors that you know, um, the American government and American people, um, did to them. Would it be a good companion to Killers of the Flower Moon? Yes, definitely. It would be a perfect companion to Killers of the Flower Moon. I would also, this is a kind of left field comparison, but a little bit like Canterbury Tales. Oh. In that it's a bunch of different perspectives of people going to the same event. Okay. Which isn't, isn't exactly a pilgrimage, but like, Kind of, yeah. and you get their own perspectives and stories as they're as they're coming together. This is like the it book too of yeah. the summer it's a big, slash year. It's like the hot <laughs> debut book of the year yeah. for sure. Um, so I was really um, fortunate to get it as the shelf subscription for June. Um, I'm very excited about it. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to get It's on my that. reading list for sure. I think a lot of indie book sellers were super excited about yeah. this one. Um, what, I, what I've read of it is excellent. And we're also coming off Sherman Alexi doing yep. less than stellar things. Exactly. And so... And I, and I don't want to tokenize Tommy Orange and have him be like the, the new, new Sherman Alexi, <laughs> right. the new Native, that, Native American author that we're looking toward. And because that's unfair. That's, it's not fair. And, and there's room for more than one, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the comparisons, the literary vocal comparison is there. Yeah. Um, I think of the Native American literature that I've read, and I took a course on it, um, one thing that is fairly consistent is just this use of very dry, dark humor. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to, yeah. right? Um, it's been a pretty horrifying existence for the past couple hundred years. 
Um, and they often, like if I can generalize this way, they often cope with, with characteristic humor. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is no different. It's very funny, okay. but it is darkly funny. I it, This is on the top of my personal summer reading yeah. list for sure. Um, Highly recommend, okay. and I can't wait to finish it. Okay, good. Um, another one that I am looking forward to, and gosh, I, I think I have the advanced reader copy, and I just... Life is hard, everybody, and it's just hard to read all the books, mm-hmm. but I am super excited about Florida by yep. Lauren Groff. Um, you do have the ARC. I remember it in your old office. I think I just need to find it. Mm-hmm. I think it's at home. Um, but we love Lauren Groff, uh, both as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she is so lovely. She's delightful to work with. Um, she did a signing a few years ago at Word of South, mm-hmm. and we were able to meet her. And just chatted with me about medieval literature and Marjorie Kemp so for nice. 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, it was so nice. Um but I am super excited. I liked Fates and Furies a lot, mm-hmm. and I know not everybody did. And so perhaps you are a reader who has decided maybe not to read Florida. But Florida is totally different yep. from it's Fates short and stories. Furies. It's short stories. Um, and don't be intimidated by short story collections. No. They're actually... They're way more accessible than you, novels. Yes. Like, you can read a story and decide, do you want to read the next story? Do mm-hmm. you want to put this one down? And I'm excited to read a book by an author who actually lives in Florida yep. and knows what Florida looks mm-hmm. like and knows that North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida, East Coast, West Coast are, very are different all things. so very, very, very different. different things. So different. Um, and so... The short story collection obviously takes place in Florida, mm-hmm. um, but all the stories are, it's... It's different it's times, different, different, exactly. different places. Um, Kelsey started reading it, and so I know a little bit about the first couple stories. Does she like it? Um, yes. Okay. Um, she loves the writing of it. She's never read Lauren Graff before. Okay. And so she didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. And I think she's kind of thrown off by by what it is. Yeah. Um, but that it's, it's written very well. It's yeah. lyrically very beautiful. Okay, well, I'm excited, and guys, it's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh, a the, gorgeous the cover's cover. gorgeous. Got a panther on the cover, <laughs> yeah, or a lynx, or something. I think, I hope it's a Florida panther, I but hope, I haven't I hope read. I so too. Um, okay, another one that is out that was a shelf subscription pick for June was A Place for Us. Uh-huh. This was Kate's shelf subscription book. Um, it is also the first book by the Sarah, Ch- Sarah Jessica Parker imprint. Oh, okay. Um, for Hogarth Press. Yeah. Look, she talked about this book at Winter Institute and raved about it. And I will say, I don't know what people's opinions are on like celebrities as book connoisseurs, but I actually think Sarah Jessica Parker is a pretty well-read mm-hmm. uh, woman and certainly well-spoken about the literature she reads. Kate read A Place for Us and loved it. Um, Anne Bogle kept recommending it and pushing it to me. So I, Kate brought it back. I started reading it. I had to put it down so I could read Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I am loving it. I'm loving what I've read so far. So the opening pages are set at a wedding, um, a, a family wedding. And so you get this look, uh, I believe, at a young um, Muslim family. And so, like, I'm just starting it. But it kind of takes a look at the young woman who's getting married, her mm-hmm. siblings, her parents. And I think you're going to get an overall picture of the entire clan. Cool. I'm not quite sure. Uh, like I said, very very just initially diving in, but the writing is amazing, and I think it's going to be well worth the praise. So cool. it came out, I think it actually came out, I don't know, a couple of Tuesdays ago. Um, so brand new book, another really gorgeous cover, and one that Kate loves. I think Ann Bogle has recommended for her summer reading guide, and one that I am really excited about too. Awesome. 
Um, I just want to quickly talk about some books that I've read that are out now. Yep. So that came came out in June or are coming out, but I think all of these are out. Campaign Widows yeah. was a paperback original. Yep. So if you prefer paperbacks, especially on the beach, I get it. Uh, Campaign Widows will fit the bill. It is light, fun, but also just an interesting look at Washington, D.C. and like behind-the-scenes politics. Mm-hmm. Comptown to the Hopefuls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I really liked this one. Um, it's maybe a little less literary than the Hopefuls, sure. but fun mm-hmm. uh, and really enjoyable. Great beach book. So Campaign Widows. Also, they're, they changed the cover. Oh. So the And I don't really like the new cover. That happens sometimes. But Remember I, Kitchens, of the, Kitchens of the Great Midwest? Yes. That terrible paperback I cover? I think they changed... Um, campaign widows because the ARC looked like Young Jane Young. Oh, I think they might and have. They changed really it. changed that one for paperback too. Yeah, I really like the paperback. Yeah, cover. I do too. Um, it's very different, but it's super different. Um, so campaign widows, cool paperback, really fun. Social creature. The very scary cover. Guys, so, and this book is so dark and so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia, <laughs> I made Olivia read it after mm-hmm. I finished it. And Olivia was like, these people are sick. Like, because <laughs> because the characters in it, there's and just... And she reads dark and yeah, thrillers. Yeah. yeah. There's just nobody really to root for. So mm. if you are looking for like a happy ending, this is not for you. I hate always comparing and going back to Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. But you've got kind of this unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. these characters that just are not likable. You're not going to root for these people um but you're also not once you reach a certain page it took me a few pages to get into it but once you get the rhythm because the writing is different uh-huh. uh it's very different from anything i've read and olivia said the same thing that um some of the choices the writer made maybe we wouldn't have made uh but it's uniquely written uniquely told and once you're into it you'll want to keep reading even though you don't like these people because you just need to know interesting and i think hunter read it too Things just happen in this book where you cannot believe you're reading what you're reading. Wow. Okay. Um, so, social creature. It. If I think you want to be out. shocked. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to read, if a book that is like darker than an SVU not uh, rerun has ever gone before. <laughs> okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Book like of, if SVU were on HBO. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, book of Essie came this, out yeah. and interestingly was a book of the month club selection. Okay. So if you are subscribed to book of the month club, you might've picked this one up. Uh, I liked this book. I had some qualms with the writing style right, and how that. the author wrote about religion. Um, just cause I couldn't quite tell what, what brand of evangelical culture we were supposed to be yeah, reading about. Yeah. It felt like a weird mix. Yes. M- yeah. Mix and match. Yeah. Um, I'm having trouble talking today. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but it is worth reading this time of year mm. because I think it's a great novel for beach reading. Uh, it's about a young woman who's the daughter of some high-profile evangelicals. I kind of pictured the Duggars. Yeah. And no spoilers here, she finds out she's pregnant mm-hmm. and they're on a reality show. Mm-hmm. And how do they handle this pregnancy that clearly doesn't kind of fall in line with their values right. And, right. The, and the things that they're projecting on TV? Um, I thought the voice... The, There are three, if I recall, three voices telling the story. I think that could have been made into two, but that's a pretty, pretty small complaint. Overall, I think at least worth reading because it's interesting and make a good book club book. There are so many interesting themes. So Book of Essie is also out now. Um, 
Great Believers is one Kate read. Are you familiar? Did you read anything by Rebecca? I want to say Mackay is her last name. No. So she wrote, oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to remember. This is her, this is not her debut novel, but it's called The Great Believers. Uh, Kate read this one and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It also just came out in the last couple of weeks. The Word is Murder is the new Anthony Horowitz okay. thriller suspense. Um, Olivia read this one and loved it, like adored it. She recommended it. Um, I think this was her shelf subscription pick for June. Cool. Um, and then if you're more Southern lit, Dreams of Falling, the new Karen White yep. that we've referenced is really great. Which again, um, for Patreon supporters, there is a there is an interview that Annie did with her going up live, I think today, maybe last week, but I think today. Okay, and then the last book I had for June that I've gotten a lot of customer feedback and questions about is Us Against You. Yeah. So it's the new Frederick Bachman, mm-hmm. which, by the way, he is just like... Just cranking them out. <laughs> cranking them out. And, and, and is it, like, are they all new or are they just getting translated? I can't tell. Yeah. So Beartown came out... Last year. Late last year. Uh-huh. Felt like late last year. Yeah, like holiday season. Okay, this is the companion novel or okay. the second book in, like... The Beartown universe. Okay. So, and I had some customers who I think were a little confused by that. Right. Because it's just so quick. So quick. And they're like, is this the same book, but yes. translated different title? I remember somebody asked that yeah. last week. So this is the Beartown, like the next one. I don't even want to say series, but in that universe. Uh-huh. Um, which I like Frederick Bachman a lot. And I read his first few, I mean, Man Called Uwe was my first mm-hmm. one. And then I also read Brett Murray Was Here. Um I have not read Beartown yet, but I'm kind of I kind of want to. Yeah, because now he's he's doing like a Wendell Berry thing. Yeah, like making a shared universe. Yeah, so I might look into Beartown myself for summer reading. But cool. Us Against You is the newest one. Um, is that it for June? That's it for June. Okay, well, let's talk about some stuff coming up in July. Okay. July, again, hard month, but yeah. we've talked about a few of these. So the Incendiaries uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. is high literary, if you want something about a cult. Did you and Kelsey ever watch, was it Wild Wild West feels like the Will Smith <laughs> I movie. know which one you're talking about, and no. Okay, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I follow somebody on Instagram who was... It was wild something. Yeah, what Wild Country. Wild Country, that sounds right. Um... So it's this Netflix uh, documentary series about a cult. But there's this woman I follow on Instagram who just thinks Sheila, the cult leader, is, like, amazing. And I'm thinking, she is evil. Like, <laughs> she... So, guys... It's, it's like what happens when people love Disney villains. Yeah, let's know? keep cults in perspective, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the incendiary... Just a big fan of Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, like, I, uh, guys, let's think before we... <laughs> Before we start talking. Um, although guilty as charged, I sometimes I also. Say, oof, oof. Uh, but The Incendiaries is a high literary novel about um, a young woman who kind of falls prey to this cult. You get a look at the cult, but you also just get a look at this young man who befriends this woman and mm-hmm. wonders how she fell into belief because he is coming out of evangelical culture uh-huh. and has struggled with belief. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of themes about doubt. What do we do with faith? Mm-hmm. Where does it belong? Um, really good. So that's the incendiaries and it's a short little novel. So if you're looking for something quick, um, last time I lied is the new Riley Sager. Yeah. Uh, I just like what he's doing so much. Um, Again, it wasn't to me as good as Final Girls, but pretty satisfactory mm-hmm. and enjoyable. So And also less gory, right? Yes. Yes. Way less gory, I thought. Um, perfect for fans of... I really do think 
perfect for fans of Tana French. Mm-hmm. Um, the new the trailer for the new Halloween movie came out this week. Oh, did it? Um, which like I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but I watched the trailer and it's like a direct sequel to the original. Okay. With Jimmy Lee Curtis. Okay. Um, and it's like. 40 years later, Michael Myers has escaped. Oh. Um, now he's coming back. And so it's like ignoring the rest of the franchise and just doing a direct well, 40 years good. later sequel. Some of those franchise exactly. films were terrible. Bad. So like it does kind of sound in that vein too. Yeah. With like, I mean, not that Halloween is about camp. Right. Because that's Friday the 13th. But right. the same kind of yeah, thing. No, I get it. Slasher. Yes. And that's what, I think that's why I liked Last Time I Lied. Like... It's not, to me, as well written or formed as Final Girls, but because it takes place on this summer camp, uh-huh. like, it's just fun to read, especially if you like thrillers. Um, okay, The Late Bloomers Club comes out. The reason I'm looking forward to this, first of all, my mom read it, and she thinks it's even better than The City Baker's Guide to Country Living. Okay. So that it's a companion novel. Gotcha. I think they can be read standalone. Um, my understanding is that Late Bloomers Club takes place in the same city it's the same small town mm-hmm. um but focuses on different characters so again i kind of like these universe where you yeah. can kind of dive in but you don't have to read these books in order um so city baker's guide to country living is out now in paperback i loved that book my book club loved that book and then the new one is called the late bloomers club and my mom read it she took my arc you guys so <laughs> so i hope i'll get it back um Then a book that Kate read and loved that I've seen some other booksellers read and love and that I have on my to-be-our list is Clock Dance by Ann Tyler. Have you read anything by her? Okay, I don't think I have either, you guys. And so this one I'm intrigued by. Kate really liked that it was about a female protagonist who's a little bit older because as even though we are young women, I do wonder what older women... All, it feels like a lot of female protagonists are in their 20s or 30s. Absolutely. And so what happens when you're right. 40 and 50? So the clock dance um, or clock dance has this female protagonist who I think is going to maybe tell stories that we don't get to see very Interesting. often. Interesting. So th- I know, yes, yeah, so important. So I know that's what uh, Kate enjoyed about it. I am looking forward to this one myself. And again, I know, I think, um, I think Tyler from uh, Avid Bookshop might have read this one. And just weirdly, I can't believe I haven't read Ann Tyler. I'm pretty sure I have not read her before. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely know her name and can see several of her book covers yeah, in my head. I just don't think I've read her. So I'm going to give that a try. Um, a Double Mind is a book that I read. It's a British uh, thriller suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more mystery okay. and a little less thriller. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Again, not gory at all. So if you just want a straight-up mystery novel... Um, not like cozy mystery. That's not what this is. But maybe more commercial. Sure. Uh, a double mind. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I read it on the beach. That's where I would recommend reading mm-hmm. it. Um, I think that's about it for July. For July. And then like August seems so far away now. But do you have any Y'all, any picks for that one? August is my least favorite month. And I guess it's publishings too. Like mm-hmm. there's just not... It feels like it's going to be a dry sense. spell. Yeah. Um, but... Two that I'm looking forward to, The Masterpiece, which is the new Fiona Davis. Right. I really like her. Um, and I don't love a ton of historic fiction. Right. But Fiona Davis, for whatever reason, feels very accessible to me. I kind of think she's in the same realm, maybe a little less 
writerly than Kate Morton. Sure. Uh, but if you like Kate Morton, I think you should try Fiona Davis. I really enjoyed The Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And then this is her new book called The Masterpiece. It comes out in August. And then we've mentioned it a couple of times. I know I mentioned it on Ann Bogle's podcast. But Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah. Okay. I was not, like, I didn't think this one was going to be for me. Mm-hmm. Not all Southern lit is right. for me. Right, and that sounds very Southern. Okay, right? The yeah. title alone. Uh, but, get this. So, the book is written by um, a woman from Thomasville. Oh. Her name is Delia Owens. Okay. She doesn't. She no longer lives in Thomasville, but she, like, grew up here. Like, people from here know her. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved to Africa, where she, like, did nature and animal research, Mm -hmm. animal behavior research. Now she lives in the Midwest somewhere. Um, But this book is getting comped to Karen Russell. Oh, wow. So, so I am very intrigued. Yeah. Um, So I didn't know that if, I didn't know if this was going to be for me or not. Uh, But I am definitely going to give it a try because I love Karen Russell. And I do wonder, it just seems like there's a slight mystical element. I can't quite tell. So by my understanding, the premise is about this kind of young woman who lives in the North Georgia, maybe North Carolina, um, for it, like some kind of nature element. And she kind of is a mysterious figure. And then this man stumbles upon her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm very, that's a very uh, rough description because I have not read this one yet. Because it's not coming out until August, I right. kind of have been putting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is on the top of my list as well. Cool. So, yeah, look for that one for sure. Those all sounded great. I do think... Um, so, like, I was worried that this was a slow summer, but that's that's enough books for a normal person to get through. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good list. And, again, I think in a month like August or July that are a little slower, there are still really good titles out yeah. that will be able as booksellers to hand sell. And as a reader... Maybe people won't get so bogged down. Yeah. I feel like June in particular, I'm both a bookseller and a reader, and it just felt like too many books. Too many, like, yeah. Like, I don't know how I'm going to tackle them all. And if I'm feeling that overwhelmed, I'm sure regular readers are feeling overwhelmed. Absolutely. So maybe use July or August, which are a little bit slower, to maybe catch up. And just, I know so many of our listeners love backlist titles. And, yeah. And I get that, especially in the summer. You want to check out a book from the library. You want to grab a paperback. But maybe weave some of these newer books mm-hmm. in with your older reading. I think summer is a good time to try that. Fall is going to be back to overwhelming again. Yeah. That's just how the publisher calendar works. So publishing year, I guess. Um, so use summer to kind of play catch up a little bit, I cool. think. Yeah. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've mentioned on today's episode, you can do so at www.bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. 
And if you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like author interviews, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for free web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. I wanted to say this about the Ann Bogle event. Yeah. So many people were lovely because Ann Bogle is like, I don't know, famous? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not that. Like, you and I are not Yeah, that. not really. No. Uh, but some girls came up, and or women came up, and wanted to get their picture taken with me. Aww. And it was both delightful. And then we had this moment, one in particular woman and I had this conversation, because she was like, I feel weird, because I follow you on Instagram. Um, and I said, well, I feel weird, because I use a lot of Instagram filters, and I'm sure I do not look the same <laughs> in real life as I do on Instagram. You don't have, like... Glitter like, eyeshadow. Glitter eyeshadow and blush all the time. <laughs> my mother-in-law commented on my Instagram the other day about how pretty I looked, and I didn't have the heart to be like, this is not, That's not real me. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.
bottom of the barrel again. Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Oh, we've cast our lots with all the devils of sin. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. 